Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lilia Gustin, empowerment coach, light worker, womb wisdom guide, and artist. And this podcast is all things empowered lifestyle and self discovery. You'll hear from both me and amazing guests who are shining their light into the world through their unique magic, stories, wisdom, and methods to guide you deeper into your unique and fullest expression. We are empowering true autonomy and inspiring along the way. If you love what you hear, please reach out to me or leave a review. I'm so excited for you to come join us in this corner of the universe. This is the Empowering the Light podcast. Welcome back to the Empowering the Light podcast. I'm so excited that you guys are here with us. We have such an amazing guest on here today. And I actually just went on her podcast a few days ago and was listening to it yesterday. And it was such an amazing conversation. And I'm so excited to now be interviewing her here because I know this conversation is going to be epic um, and that you guys are going to love it. So welcome, Michelle. Welcome to Empowering the Light. I'm so glad that you're here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad too. It's so, it's so crazy and cool to be like, oh, we were on this podcast last week and on this one next week. It's like (laughs) so much creativity flying back and forth. And I just want to say, Lilia, how grateful I am to connect with a human like you, truly. Thank you. That means so much. I'm so grateful to have connected with you too. (laughs) Michelle Silberman is a light worker, chief energy officer of Mishka Collective, chief cookie officer of Snackadabra, and co-conduit of Flourishing Feminine Founders. I first off just want to say that I love this intro for you because I feel like it touches on all these different areas that you really thrive in and that you're like passionate about. And I'd love to first start us off here today, learning a bit more about you and your story and how you got to be where you are today, exactly where you are today with us interviewing (laughs) you here on the podcast, but also just how all of these different areas of like Mishka Collective, of Chief Cookie Officer, Snackadabra, and Flourishing uh, Feminine Founders all kind of like came to be together and work so beautifully together for you and your business. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's really interesting also because um, so Snackadabra was my first um, business, truly. I guess I had something that was like a project in high school that was technically my first business. So I can share that with you too. That's where a lot of the inspiration came from. Um, even from a young age, I was in a bunch of like personal development courses. I was always reading personal development books, I think much sooner than most kids do, like even in middle school, it kind of started for me. Um, I took my first personal development course actually at the age of nine. It wasn't my choice. You know, my parents signed me up, but I'm super grateful and I don't really know life without that. So um, I guess that's part of my story. That's a huge part of who I am because I have this like, eternal openness to education and growth and learning and it's so crazy now that you know we're like seven months into quarantine or whatever it might be at this point um and the beginning of quarantine was like a very very difficult time for me because um snackadabra i've been working on since i was in school i started it even before i graduated college and um And it's been such an amazing journey. And 2019 was the best year I had ever had in business. Um, And I guess I should share with you what Snackadabra is. So Snackadabra is food magic in every bite. Um, It's an innovative food company. It was an innovative dessert company, but that was part of the shift that we're stepping into even with 
Corona, just because I have always had a passion for health and wellness, although I have been um, in the space of desserts for so long. And I love our flagship product. Um, in seventh grade, me and my best friend had the idea for it. We were in a class and we had to present a concept and um, cookies and milk is America's favorite snack. So we thought, how cool would it be to create a cookie in the shape of a cup that you could drink your milk out of? So an edible vessel, um, and it was just a joke between us for many years. Everyone asks if we did the business together and we didn't, but she is one of my main taste testers and she's currently in law school and we're still besties, which is amazing. Um, but when I went to college, it, I brought it up in one of my entrepreneurship classes at Drexel and my professor, um, Chris Finn, and he loved it so much. And he was like, why don't you go test this out? So I went back to my dorm room, flipped over muffin pans and made a total mess the ovens in my dorm room were horrible they like burnt to a crisp on one end of the pan still runny gooey cookie dough on the other side of the pan and that was the first batch um, and it had come a really long way I remember like my first big order was actually when I was graduating from Drexel Drexel put in an order for my graduation from the business school which was really really cool um, and I spent like an entire week making like I forget how many it was, maybe like 1200 cookie cups. Um, and it was really crazy because fast forward to last holiday season, um, one of my really big dreams was to be on QVC and I had gotten so many no's, um, but I kept going at it, kept going at it. And finally in like September, I got a phone call and maybe it was October. I think it was like mid-September and they're like, okay, you're slotted for like December 5th. And I was like, <gasps> awesome like how many do you need do I need to make and they're like okay you need to make like 45,000 cookie cups and I was like um cool I can do this so um I had I went from having a team of like five people to probably like 15 or 20 people total if you count the people in the office in Q4 of last year um and I worked so we were like, when we put the posting up, I know you said something about the titles. I really love funky titles. That's always been part of my vibe when it comes to work. I think work should be fun. The work environment should be amazing. So even when we put the posting for the jobs, it was like um, looking for Santa's elves to make cookies for the holiday season. <laughs> I love that. Um, I love that so you. much. I think that's so cute. Yes, yeah, I keep going. <laughs> thank you. No, 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 that's great. And, and actually everyone's titles are fun. So like, we had um, our cookie wizard was head of events and our, I'm trying to think of whisk wizard and snack sorcerer were actually two interns that I had. I don't even like to call them interns because they were just part of the fam, but we always liked um, adding a fun title. And it's actually an article that I read in Forbes many, many years ago that if people like the title and they typically like the job more. Um, and the first book that I read about that in was um, I forget, I forget the name of the book, but it was um, Blake Mykoski from Tom Shoes. He is the chief shoe giver. So I loved that so much and it kind of really stuck. So that's that's a bit about Snackadabra and Snackadabra is still like very much so um, a huge part of my heart and soul. Um, and it's been, it's been strange um, in the start of Corona and after the holiday season. So I was on QVC, it was an amazing experience. Um, and we didn't sell out. So I ended up having a lot of cookies left over and, 
and I had all these events planned and stuff that was supposed to happen in 2020 that where all of that was supposed to go, but we ended up donating a lot of them over the summer um, and working with some hospitality groups to, to position them on dessert menus here and stuff like that. But it's just, it's been such an interesting ride because Snackadabra is like my first brainchild, my first, uh, I don't know, creativity that's that's out in the world. And I really love feeding people. I think that's rooted in family and tradition for me. Um, and it became so much more than just a cookie cup. It became a whole experience. We would do like fire torched marshmallow and not to be inappropriate, but we would call it a smorgasm. You just have to try. <laughs> Everything is about the way you word it, you know? <laughs> Um, and then one of my other dreams was um, to work with Bailey's because Bailey's is like grown up milk. And at the beginning of last year, I partnered with Bailey's and we did a lot of interactive marketing campaigns. We did a ton of wedding shows with them. It was really, really amazing. And I am so grateful to Snackadabra because I learned so much from her and I still am learning so much from her. Um, but the beginning of quarantine was difficult because like my business just got put on its side and there was a part of me that felt failure and defeat and pain around it. Um, but, you know, upon more thought and processing, like I have, I'm always the type of person that sees the silver lining and I so appreciate the lessons that I learned from her. And I think that's the very, that's the very juice that kind of pushed me and allowed me to formalize Mishka Collective and Mishka Collective um, Chief Energy Officer because it's all about the energy of the workplace and the energy of the projects that you're working on. Um, that is my official consulting practice and I had been unofficially consulting anyway um, and when I graduated college just to pay rent before Snackadabra could feed me I also was consulting so it's nice to have like a brand around it and it's really nice to be able to take on some of my team members from Snackadabra and shuffle them into Mishka Collective right now and I think that that was quite a difficulty because you know Corona like I felt really defeated and I, I was like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to financially work out Snackadabra right now. Um, and that was a really hard truth to look at because the business model wasn't set up for what's happening. And part of me was just super defeated and didn't want to do anything. And the other part of me uh, was like, okay, time to hire someone to help me. So I hired a coach and, um, and Sarah really helped me organize my thoughts and and deal with the emotional grunt that came along with my feelings for Snackadabra and the feeling of failure and how do you take that feeling and you know turn it into a lesson and how do you take that feeling and turn it into energy to do something new because I think a lot of people just kind of paused and they're like okay so like we're weathering the storm and we're just not gonna do much for a couple of years or there are other people that have built insane businesses or amazing projects or stepped away and took like a journey within and really took a moment. Like I took a personal inventory of myself, my energy, what I'm spending my time on. Um, so that's like a bit about Mishka Collective and I'm super amped about it because it's been just a little over a month since we launched our Instagram and our website and the clients are starting to roll in and um, I've been writing down a goal on my daily like to-do list and the goal is three plus clients in the month of October and today I'm signing paperwork for the second client which is really cool 
Are you consulting for business? Is it entrepreneurial consulting? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting because when you're, and you probably know this, Lilia, when you run a company, you end up wearing many hats. There's this one like graphic of Aziz and sorry, wearing like seven hats and trying to balance them. And I used to use that in my entrepreneur, like when I would share about entrepreneurship, I would always show that picture because that's what it feels like. You end up playing so many roles. Like I never knew that I would learn engineering, but I did because of my cookie equipment. I never thought that I would be, well, I did think I'd be in charge of HR and team building, but not to the level that it, that it happened. Or I never knew that I would be in charge of baking. Well, baking. Yeah. But not, not even to the level that it was this holiday season, or I learned so much about legal and accounting and marketing and branding and podcasting, like all these different pieces and they come into play. And then when you sit and you realize like, wow, I can really help people with so much stuff because like I've gone through the pain of it. I've learned different things. There's a phrase in Russian and my, my family background is Russian. I'm first generation American. And there's this concept of like stepping on a rake. So if you keep stepping on the same rake, it's like you're making the same mistake. And I, I feel like I've done that with a few things. And now if I can help people step on less rakes, it's a win. <laughs> yes. I love that. I just want to throw, I had no idea that your background was Russian. So my background is I'm second, I'm third generation Ukrainian. So oh, but my grandparents cool. came over from Ukraine. Yeah. And I grew up in the Russian community because I grew up as a rhythmic gymnast. Um, so That's I had no idea about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. But I've just been, and I like, don't mean to cut you off because I want you to keep oh, going. Too, but I just wanted to comment. I've been, I love your story so far because it's, it's so layered in such mm -hmm. a beautiful way. And I think that a lot of times when entrepreneurs like start talking about their journey, it ends up being kind of like, here's the straight line of how I got to where I am right now. And I love that your story and that your journey like is actually being expressed as this like layer journey that everyone ends up having. It's just so hard to actually communicate that aspect of it. Oh, so I've been, yeah. So I've been loving, like listening to, to how you're able to communicate that. Cause I think that's going to be so powerful. And to anybody listening, knowing that if you're on your entrepreneurial journey right now, and if you've been going through any of the things that Mishka has been talking about, know that that's part of the journey. Even mm -hmm. when people don't talk about it as often as they should, it's, it's there. Like that's, that's really what makes entrepreneurship is those highs and those lows of those deep feelings of how am I going to do this? And I had that, I had that same feeling when quarantine hit, I was like, oh my gosh, is, is anybody going to want coaching anymore? Like around <laughs> like reconnecting to their womb. I was like, I'm just trying to financially survive right now. And I had that same kind of like that same drop feeling that was like, okay, like how can I adapt this to help people through this time period? And I, I have seen a lot of people that are just like, I, I don't know how to con like adapt my business or I don't know how to, to transition and just hearing your story of being in that place and then being like, okay, I'm ready to, to figure out how to adapt myself and my business to work in this current environment. It's really inspiring. Oh, I think thank it's gonna you. Be, yeah. And I think it's going to be really <laughs> inspiring for a lot of our listeners who are going through that same feeling right now, especially as quarantine continues and, um, doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really know. I think it's like, what's the light at the end of the tunnel tunnel? Is it the end of quarantine or is it like the person we become through the experience? <gasps> we kind of have that choice, you know? Yes, that was so powerful. <laughs> that phrase right there was so powerful. And I think so many of, 
Yes. So many of us are on like this, like even deeper self-discovery journey right now. And that's really where the magic lies is like, we have, we have this time to kind of reevaluate what we're doing and what beliefs we've been holding and how we operate and being able to actually tune in and look into that and be like, okay, am I happy with this? Or am I ready to shift into a new perspective or paradigm for myself and, and take that away as the magic I love, I loved that phrase. Okay. Keep, keep going with your story from Mishka. Well, actually, what, what you just said reminded me of a couple of things. So one is um, part of my outlook on life is when you get out of your comfort zone, that's when you enter the magic zone. So I love that you're talking about magic and it's uncomfortable and people don't like it. And um, yesterday in the evening, I was actually having dinner with my investor from Snackadabra and he's like literally one of the most amazing people I have ever met because he started off as a mentor and like literally took my hand at some point and was like, okay, it's, it's time to put your pitch deck together. And I was like, okay. And then I put my pitch deck together and then he's like, okay, so now ask me, I'm like, okay, would you like to invest? And he's like, yes, I'd like to invest. And, um, I just want to say sometimes we have these like championing people and it's been really difficult because in quarantine, like Snackadabra isn't doing the way that I want it to. And like, not only is he like invested um, like financially, but he's like invested in my growth and, and like his family is amazing. Like his wife is amazing. His kids are amazing. They're just like such a beautiful family and they have been part of my unfolding with Snackadabra. And I remember just like trembling and calling him and being like, I like, I don't really know what to do. And I, and I have this like heaviness of like someone believed in me so much that they wanted to invest. And he was just like, I just want you to know whatever you work on next. Like, I want to be a part of it. And I was like, what? Like, he's like, yeah, I'm not ready to lose my money in Snackadabra. Let's like make it there also. But like, I believe in you. And sometimes we just have these like people like these angels that come into my life into our lives and I guess they're called angel investors for a reason but but some of them aren't such great humans but he's such a stand-up human and yesterday when we were having dinner um he said I really love this because we were talking about corona and quarantine and how so many people are like thrown off and he's like but the truth is like we all have tough moments and he's like so calculated remember stuff he's like I remember in 2014 um, and he has a few restaurants in Philly. He's like, I remember in 2014, like on Valentine's Day weekend, there was just like a huge snowstorm. We couldn't even operate. And there were like three weekends in 2014, which we just like had to shut the restaurant down. He's like, that also felt like quarantine. Like that sucked for our business, but we got through it. And what I loved about what he said is like, we all have tough times in our life. The only difference about Corona and quarantine is that it's collectively happening to everyone at the same time. Like there's uh, what we call like seasons in your own life, right? It could be summer outside, but it could be winter for your life and yourself. And I think like some people, and I've, I've heard some friends say this, they're like, I feel kind of guilty saying this, but I love this. Like this made me really look at my life different or like so many people love working from home. So many people don't love it, but it's just interesting what it's bringing up for different people. And um, before I get back to the rest of my story, the other thing that what you said, um, really reminded me of that kind of keeps me going um, is the people that are that are quote unquote successful in business or in anything that they do. The only real difference is that they're just more comfortable with failure because you just have to go through so much more failure to 
get to that place of success and you have to be okay with it. Like you have to stomach it. And I think in the beginning of my journey, I didn't have too much of a spine and I couldn't stomach it as much, but the experience of it kind of forces you to, right? And like when you can fall really low, you can also rise that high it's almost like a pendulum and like the more it can swing in one direction the more it can swing in another because you have to take bigger risks of course they should be calculated and hopefully in time people get uh, and I'm talking to myself smarter about finances and more financially literate and are able like I, I think about money differently I've been really working on that part of my life um, so that's been interesting but uh yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of my thought. Like I keep coming across people that are really almost like on the fence about starting something. And if that resonates with you, listener out there, um, you know, just like I say, just go for it because you want to look back on your life and know that you did the thing. You did the damn thing, whether it worked or not, who you become because of it is, uh, is the real treasure more so than the money or the risk or anything like that. It's just like, feels really amazing to have an idea and see it through there's something really really special about that and um and if you're thinking about it and you just keep flirting with that idea like lean in and try it even if it's like part-time while you do something else or if it's not and you want to dive deep like dive deep and that's okay like who you become through the process is uh is the most prized possession I always joke that snackadabra was my master's degree I never went back to school after my bachelor's um and I learned so 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 much yes yeah I I think there's something really to say in entrepreneurship first off I had a, a business coach once that used to tell us this uh this phrase and I love it and I take it with me now and say it like all the time is that your business really ends up growing you like rather than you growing your business, it ends up growing you, right? I love that. And as I've been in entrepreneurship, I am in such a different place as I was when I started. And like mm-hmm. you said, the, the the best advice that I had when I first started was just do it, <laughs> like just start and see yeah. what happens. I can say the best. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it, it's really crazy. I look back now and I was like, the first five things I launched, like completely flopped. Like, like the first five things that like I put out there and I was like, okay, I'm going to put all my time into this and it's going to do fabulous. Like none of it took, but, but the difference between, like you said, the individuals that are like doing really well in business is that they got comfortable with failure. They knew it was a part of the process and they also didn't give up. Like they didn't give in when things got really tough. They just kept going until what was meant to happen happened. And until that beautiful divine timing uh, really clicked with everybody around them. And, and it's really beautiful looking at it from that perspective. So everybody listening who, like you were saying, is thinking about like, okay, I I have this passion. I have this idea. I want to start it. Maybe it's entrepreneurship. Let yourself try it. Like Mishka was saying, let yourself just do it and see what happens. And, and don't, don't stop if it doesn't seem to be working right away. Let yourself complete, like play and adapt and change and take the feedback from each thing that you try and make it into something even better and then even better and then even better. And when, when it gets to the right development, it's going to stick and it's going to be epic and it's going to be amazing, but you have to start in order for that to happen. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's really interesting because I I was talking to someone yesterday on the phone and he was saying like, oh, I'm not really like, I don't really like my job. I don't like answering to a boss. 
like it's just fr- like it's I'm so frustrated and I was and he's he has this like idea for business and I was like okay like you should do the business but also know like you are also going to be frustrated you are also going to have to answer to yourself in the mirror it's not like that stuff go goes away like entrepreneurship on one hand seems glamorous and it is in some perspectives but also like having a job can be glamorous because it comes with paychecks and it comes with benefits which entrepreneurship doesn't right So it just depends on like where you want to put your energy. Like I personally would rather work for my dream and what I want to see in the world. Not, not just my dream, right? Because in consulting, I'm working with clients, but like I get to cherry pick the projects I work on, which is kind of cool. Um, So it's just like, it's, it's not easy. I think in some ways it's almost harder because like, I don't know about you. I have trouble not bringing my work home. Like I'm so jazzed sometimes about work. It's, it creeps into my weekends. It creeps into my nights. I also take time away from it, but like, I'm okay with that, especially right now. Um, so I just don't want people to think like it's, it's easy. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's, it's not easy, but it's rewarding Mm -hmm. that, I completely resonate that with that. I'm the same way where like when I first started my business, I was working like seven days a week and I was working like every hour that I could get away from my other job and just trying to like put all my energy into getting this business off the ground. And, and it's not until now, which is one year in that I'm finally like, okay, now I can start evening out my priorities a bit. Like now, <laughs> now I can start evening out my life. Like maybe I don't need to constantly talk to my partner about my business 24 seven. Like maybe we can have some other conversations here, <laughs> here and there. Maybe I can stop working at like seven or eight instead of going until like 1 a.m. Yeah. in the morning. And that's and- important. Setting boundaries yes. for yourself is still important. I'm not saying that people shouldn't. They should and you deserve the time off. But but it is different because I know some people have jobs and they're like, okay, I'm done. Like clock out at five or like, actually this brings me to fem, flourishing feminine founders, because, um, I just, I wanted to get to share that. Cause that's actually why Lily and I even connected in the first place. Um, but fem came about because, uh, me, it's, it's a funny story, but, um, the last like serious relationship that I had, um, was this awesome guy and, we were very, we were both very entrepreneurial. And I think I, I brought that out in him even more. Um, and he taught me a lot about like self-love and self-care and, and all this other stuff. But anyway, I just think when it comes to dating, every human that comes into your life is like a lesson wrapped up in the form of a human, but that's just a side note. So this is the craziest thing. So his best friend from college, um, we, she's also very entrepreneurial and they started a mastermind group. Um, called Philly Mastermind. And we would meet once a month and we were all business owners working on different stuff. And um, we would like start by meditating and then we would connect about what's coming up for us. And it was a co-ed group and it was a different group each month. And there was something spectacular about it. But like after a while, we got to a place where like it wasn't really filling us up. And then um, me and that that uh, person that I was dating became exes, um, which you know, is also a blessing, right? The end of something, the start of something, all of it's a blessing. But anyway, that's not what I want to talk about here. Um, but Lex, she, um, we stayed friends. And when we met up in the summer, we were like, you know, we really love this mastermind, but there was something that felt like it was missing, like the emotional connection piece or the consistency and the depth because the people were different. And also like, uh, and there are definitely men that can speak to that level of like, um, 
emotion as well, but there is something really special when, when women come together and share space. So we wanted to create something like that. So we started with what we call a femme pod. Femme is F3M, Flourishing Feminine Founders. Um, and we made it a, a group of five women that all have businesses and we meet on the last Monday of every month. And that was so amazing. I don't think we even knew like what we started when we started it. And that's kind of how everything goes. So um, I, we were just looking for people that we could talk to and kind of explain like this, this is pre-corona times, but you know, friends get together on like Wednesdays for happy hour at 5 p.m. And you're like, sorry, I can't make it. I have business to do. Or like, you know, I just, it was, um, it's sometimes hard to explain when like through the filter of entrepreneurship, leading a team, you know, having to deal with all these finances, like it really makes you grow up. And um, sometimes there are, it's nice. It's just nice to have people that understand that too, come together. And um, so we like to say that the Femme pod was a seedling of Femme and then Corona hit in March and me and Lex got together. And we always kind of had this idea. We're like, is Femme a thing? Like, is this a business? Is it not a business? Is it just like our group of five women? And Corona hit and we're like, other people need this connection. We didn't even realize what a support system we created for ourselves and each other. And um, we decided to build her out. So we built an online community and on Wednesdays we have seminars. There's Zoom seminars on different topics. Then Lily is actually going to be hostessing one of them very, very soon. Um, but it just became this like beautiful community of a spiritual people and people that want to work on themselves, people that are on their unfolding journey. It, it, and it ended up being a lot of business owners. That was our intention at first, but it also ended up being a lot of people that aren't business owners, a lot of people that are kind of on the fence or a lot of people that just want to lead um, like a very thoughtful, spiritual life. And we talk about everything from like sex and intimacy to business to personal growth and development, emotional health, physical health, mental health, um, friendships, family relationships, like literally everything across the board. And we've had some really spectacular speakers and people interact with our community. And I'm just so grateful for what we almost accidentally created. And we created it for ourselves because it's what we wanted to see in the world. It's what we needed to see in the world. Um, and we're still figuring out exactly what that is, you know, and in the middle of quarantine, I guess we, we hit it pretty hard and we, and Lex actually built a web app. So we have like an online space for all of our past webinars so that people can tune in, even if they couldn't make the Wednesday calls. Um, we created some other fem pods, like groups of four or five or six women that meet on a monthly basis. And we're still kind of figuring out our brand identity and what we want to dive into and how, what, what we want to grow it into. Um, and it's so funny because Lex and I were speaking earlier in the week and we're like, okay, we're business owners. So like femme came into our lives and like, all of a sudden we're like, we systemized it. Like you should see your Google drive. It's like so organized. <laughs> and we launched a podcast, which is where uh, me and Lilia first really connected. Uh, the podcast is the feminine magic podcast. Please feel free to check it out. We have some really, really spectacular, um, energies that, that shared their space and time with us on there. Um, 
and we had a conversation and we're like, okay, did we just like deal with this as a business because we're business owners or like, is this really what we want to build? And we're kind of taking this like constant personal inventory to make sure that like the energy we're putting in and what we're creating is what we want. And, um, and like maybe for like right now, it's more of a project, but next year it's going to be more of a business. And it's, it's just been so interesting to dance with it. Um, and I'm just, I'm so grateful for the entity coming to me and Lex because, uh, I, I really like to think of businesses as like a separate energetic entity. I don't know. Have you ever read the book, Big Magic? Oh my gosh. I just finished it. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said entity, I was like, have you heard of creative entities? <laughs> like creative uh, <laughs> beings and explorations. Oh my gosh. Yes. Anybody who's listening, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are creative, if you just like think like looking into like like creative ideas definitely read big magic by elizabeth gilbert she's the author who wrote eat pray love and she's written so many other beautiful books as well but big magic was so amazing i got so much out of that and what was crazy was her philosophy on creativity was very similar to the and creative living was very similar to the philosophy of like cyclical living and connecting with your womb and i was like reading this and being like i had no like it hadn't clicked in my head yet. I have a background in like art and creativity and like, like art museum education, all of that. And reading that book, it just clicked. I was like, no wonder I got so into womb wisdom. It's like the same principles (laughs) in two different areas of your body, which was so cool. But yes, keep going, keep going. Big magic, business entity. Big magic, business entity. (laughs) So um, I mean, me, me and Lex have both read that. And, um, it's really amazing that Femme came to us. And I think that she came to us because of how badly we needed her in our lives, but also she came to us because, um, because I, th- I think, and this was a difficult thing for me to get to in life, the concept of worthiness. I think that we're worthy of Femme. We're worthy of bringing her um, into fruition. And we have such different also it's very funny because um in like astrology and in human design and in like in a few different places you know sometimes you can compare your charts with people and like I think Lex is one of those people in my life that's like one of my soul people part of my soul family like someone that I've most likely reincarnated with before um and like, I think Femme came into our lives to bring us close together, to be supports for each other in so many standpoints of life and not just Femme. And it's so funny that it came through my ex-boyfriend because, and I even, I texted him like a few months back and I was like, I just want to say thank you for bringing Lex into my life. It's like so funny. I, I got a lot out of that relationship as well. It so much growth, but I think the best thing that came out of it was like my friendship and depth with Lex and you just never know what's going to happen and how it comes into your life. Um, but it, it's just been, it's been so amazing to have to step up to the plate and, and uh, create like a safe space for people to connect and for people to heal and for people to dive deep, especially during times like these, where I think community, even if it is virtual, um, at least it's community. And we hope to take that virtual community and in time, we, we were planning a camping trip, but we actually paused the planning on that just because it started to get cold and also because of Corona, but we plan to have in-person connection opportunities for people too. And I'm really, really excited about that. Our goal is like probably one to two American activations per year. And then a big trip somewhere else where we do like a whole planned out experience and that's part of the dream so I'm just I'm saying it out loud and this is another part of entrepreneurship it's like 
um, I straddle the line with this actually, like saying your ideas out loud. Maybe you don't want to always say it out loud to everyone, but writing them, writing your ideas down is like really key. And um, I was reading a book called Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. <laughs> and it's like a feminine take on um, financial freedom. And um, I'm trying to, I think the author's name is Denise Dunfield or some, something along those lines. Um, and on Audible, she reads the book to you and she's like from Australia so, or, or New Zealand. And the accent is just like, ah, oh, yes, it's so nice to learn about money in that accent. Um, but it's just, uh, it's, there's, there's so much there. There's so much to like dive into and learn when it comes to the concept of money. And there's so many like blueprints that we have and belief systems around money that we almost have to like clear out if we want to step into abundance. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So true. I've been really healing my money story recently and, mm -hmm. and shifting my money story and how I feel my self-worth, like where my self-worth is attached to money and how to let that go. And yeah, it's been such a beautiful healing journey. And one, I didn't even know that I, I needed to go on until it kind of came to me. And, and I mm -hmm. think that that's one of the beautiful things about how you were saying entrepreneurship, almost like is this its own entity? Like these ideas, these businesses we create, like come yeah. to us when we need them. I think that it's really beautiful to acknowledge how, like, if you have an idea, like anybody listening to this, if you have an idea or a passion, it's not just a coincidence that you have that idea or that passion. It's there for a reason. And some of them are there to follow. Some of them are there to spark other ideas within you, but everything is coming to you and into your life for a reason and letting yourself trust that instead of constantly like debating in your head, whether it's the right thing to do, like going back and forth, it can be really beautiful to drop down into your body and just see like, how does it feel from from your body standpoint, does it feel like warm and fuzzy or does it make you want to like run to the hills and like run far away from it? Like how, how does that feeling really equate within your body? And that's a really beautiful signal of like this idea came to me to go like find it and go develop it and grow it. And I loved that you were talking about growing femme and that, I, that idea of of this businesses are a growth and they're always growing and they're always expanding. And no matter where we are, there's always a next step to, to their identity. And it's almost like a person, like as we age, we grow and we develop and we shift and we change and our passions change and our perspectives change and we, and we get smarter and we get more efficient and we get more passionate and mm -hmm. all these beautiful aspects and our businesses really have that, have that same identity. So if you've been wanting to not shift, but, but grow, like grow mm -hmm. your business or grow an idea, know that it doesn't need to stay exactly where it is right now. Like it can grow. It doesn't need to feel like stuck in the mud. Like you can grow, develop. And I think that goes back to our conversation with COVID and Corona and, and letting yourself like adapt and grow your business in a way that feels passionate and, um, and really endearing to you and where you are and feels good from an emotional standpoint and a physical standpoint and allows you to continue living in your passion, even with quarantine going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that brings me into, so I want to learn more about your like take on community because I know mm -hmm. community is such a huge aspect for femme. And this has been yeah. something, yeah, that's been really personal to me recently and to my business is this idea of community. Cause I feel like 
I feel like you're like, we're really lacking that right now. <laughs> and that's been one of the, the biggest, the most beautiful parts of like my, my group program empowered you is everyone's mm-hmm. coming out of it. And they're just like, we look forward to our calls once a week. Like we get to connect with people and like connect with people on a self-development level and on a self-exploration creative, like deep level that like that aspect of community that we're kind of missing right now in our every other, in our every other I keep wanting to say every other day and it's not every other, <laughs> everyday lives <laughs> um, um, unless we're the ones who take initiative into creating that and be like, okay, I'm going to call a friend this day, every single week. It, it's nice having these containers that kind of hold us in community without us having to be the only one initiating it in our life. It kind of, it helps us uh-huh. have that feeling of, of collective energy instead of just our own. So I'd love to hear your take more on community and how, how Femme has really grown in that aspect. Oh, okay, for sure. And I, I actually, Lilia, I love that you called it a container because holding the space for that container is a really big responsibility. And we don't take it lightly because the truth is we're so affected by the energy and the people around us. Like I love this Jim Rohn quote, you're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. So choose wisely, right? And like, who are you talking to? Who are you spending time with, whether it's virtually or in real life, because they're impacting who you are at like a soul level in a very intense way. And like, the truth is we have choice. We, we have choice where we're constantly as humans, we're like taking so much in, we take in what we read, we take in what we watch, we take in what's on social media, we take in the news, if that's what we watch. I personally don't. And people find that to be weird. I don't either. I, I look like maybe like once a week at the news. And I'm like, okay, let me catch up on everything that's been happening. But it just is, it's so draining, like energetically, really especially draining. as an empath. Yeah. yeah, it really is. So I think we need to be really mindful of where we spend our time and energy. And when it comes to creating community, um, especially in fem, me and Lex think about it at a very deep level, because um, there's a word that I'm tr- that I'm trying to think of right now because we're programming people when we create a container and a space for people we create the opportunity for them to be programmed and I mean that in like a very I mean that in a positive way because especially with them like our goal is to support people through this journey of life to support them in figuring out like what what is their mission here to do and some people have already found it some people are still like dancing around and trying to figure it out um I think we were all sent here for different reasons and a lot of us um and I know you're a fellow light worker as well right we were sent here to to shoot down more light onto the planet than others and that's not to say like certain people are better than other people that's not the case it's just um, it's actually the people that are light workers that send down even more energy to the planet, more of your own darkness comes up because it's like a deep, 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 intensive light shining through you. So if you were to take a crazy light and like go into the corner of your apartment, if you go into the corner of your apartment, maybe there's a few specks of dust. If you take like an insane flashlight, you're going to see all the dust. And that's kind of what it feels like to be a light worker because you channel down this energy And for me, a lot of that energy, um, well, it comes out in all of my businesses and all of my friendships and relationships, but femme felt like, so it's almost like, so on purpose with my purpose in life, which is bringing people together and supporting them through this journey. Um, 
I'm going to get back. I'm going to circle back to your question about community because I think it's so important. And I'm actually part of like many different communities, like communities from childhood communities. Like I have a group of friends that we talk now more over quarantine than we did before. Like we Zoom more and we text more than we did before. So I think community is key. And if you're a person that wants to create a community, be really mindful of how you do it and how you communicate it. And also setting some boundaries and rules up for like what is allowed and what's not allowed in community is really important so that people feel like it's a, a, a safe space and it can be a place to express and dive deep. Like in FEM, we have really deep talks and people share really intimate things. And that's the type of connection that I want to create that level of like depth and like soul work. And I love that FEM does that, but then there are other communities that might be like lighter, might be like a business networking group. And that's totally cool too. But it's all about like making sure that you have the people around you that you want to be like, if that makes sense, you know, like, because we pick up and we don't even mean to, but have you ever like had a, a friend or maybe dated someone that was really funny and with them, you're like a comedian and um, maybe with someone else, you become this like ethereal spiritual being and around someone else, you step into your femininity and around someone else, you're really determined and motivated and around someone else, you're really complaining and you don't like it. It feels icky, right? Like people bring out different versions of us. So when picking community, think about what version of self comes out in that community. And that's kind of the best way to pick who you want to spend your time with and how you want to spend your time. Um, so that's, that's kind of my take on community. I think it's really important. And in FEM, something that we've been trying to figure out that we've been kind of struggling with in terms of our brand identity is our intention was for women and we've had men or men, like my brother came up to me and he's like, Hey, I think like, I would like a lot of the talks too, but it's like branded for women. So we're kind of struggling. We're like, is this community also going to be inclusive? So like, yes, men are welcome. It's not intended for them, you know, and like our messaging and our programming isn't particularly intended for men, but there is so much that people in general could get out. Um, and I'm sure your business womb wisdom, I'm sure there are some men that would like to learn about it too, but it's also mostly for women. And it's something that has been kind of difficult, even in building community. I feel like sometimes I feel like judged and we thought about like changing the name and changing the model to like open it up to just people that are on this like divine spiritual journey. But that also didn't feel right because when the entity came to us, it felt like it was supposed to be for women on purpose. So it's interesting. It's like, it's, it, and I said this before, it's a very huge responsibility to be creating the space for community. Um, but at the same time, if that's what you're drawn to, and that's like your light work on this planet, then by all means, like, please dive in. Like people really should dive in because and I think the best communities that are built are built by people that are building something that they really want to see in the world. Yes. And I know that that applies to you like a thousand percent. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, definitely. And that kind of comes to 
comes back, like circles back around to that idea of like what you build is really, it's not only for those around you, but it's also for you. It's what you want to see. It's what you want to feel. It's maybe what you haven't had around you or, or a, a missing link that you've seen around you that, that you want to bring into the world. And it gets to be, it gets to be both. It gets to be to nourish you and to nourish everybody who comes and joins you and everybody all around you. And, and that gets to be almost like such a precious gift from our heart to like give a part of ourselves, a part of our passion into something that then gets to be shared, whether it's in community or one-on-one. -on -one. And I love that you mentioned that idea of like um, how, how you're expanding and how you're trying to really integrate femme, whether that's like opening up even more inclusive to men or staying uh, more marketing towards women. And and this has been something, and I think that when we're in, when we're in a field that targets like one, um, not, not even not gender, but like one that targets like one aspect of individuals who all have something yeah. in common, <laughs> completely dropping on a better word to explain that. And I know there's a yeah, bit like marketing where like, word, like so a, we, we struggle with this piece too, because it's like, there's gender, but then also there's like femininity and masculinity, which right. is actually related to gender. It's more energy. So I know what you mean. And I, and I struggle with the words sometimes too. Um, because like on one hand you want to be like politically correct and not offensive but then on the other hand like if you are going to create something important like yes you have a target market and it doesn't have to include everyone it's good to have like a segment of people and create safe space for people so it's something we struggle with because we don't want to offend people but at the same time there is something really beautiful about a safe space for women or something that's geared towards women or let's call it feminine energy Yes. Yeah. And that was something that I came across in my business because in my marketing, I do use the term woman. And mm -hmm. I think it's interesting because we have, we have like billions of people on this planet. So everyone identifies slightly differently. Everybody resonates with a different approach and resonates with yeah. a different business structure. And I think it is really beautiful to remember. And also to everyone who's listening, who's like listening to this conversation, if you want to start a business, if you have a business, you're probably going to end up contemplating this at some point <laughs> with like who you're who you're talking to like what your messaging and wording is and and I remember I was trying to decide whether or not to use more of like a a, a non-binary word for versus woman but then I was thinking about it and I was like one of the reasons I started this business was because I felt so disconnected from that aspect of myself that I felt was like woman like that, that term itself was a really healing process for me, but that's because I do identify as a woman. So like as an individual that does identify as a woman, as I was playing with um, like the start of my business, I realized that that was like a really beautiful step of, of womb healing, of course, mm -hmm. not for everybody, like, especially if you don't identify as a woman or if you're non-binary or if you have a womb, um, but you identify as a different gender like that, that aspect of like womanhood might not be part of your journey and that's totally fine. And it doesn't need yeah. to be. Um, but I think that it, it's, it's beautiful to think about within your business. Like there's always going to be a place for people because everybody's going to create a place for, for themselves and for the individuals around them that resonate with them. And, and it's okay to, it's okay to market in a way that 
resonates with the community that you're trying to foster because at the end of the day everybody needs a community so we need a community for individuals who are non-binary we need a community that is like very politically correct and very accessible we need communities also that that uh cater to the idea of womanhood for those individuals that feel so disconnected to it and really want to feel more connected. Like we need a community for, for men who want to connect to their feminine energy um, and have that balance of energy. Like we need a community for women who want to balance their masculine energy. Like at the end of the day, we, we end up needing a community for all of this. And it gets to be like, what community do you want to create? Like what aspect and what intention do you want to bring into your community? And, and knowing that it's okay, that there's going to be people who are going to, uh, disagree and there's always going to be people who disagree and there's always going to be people who are going to find faults in it but there's also going to be people yeah there's also (laughs) going to be people who find a lot of healing and what you're offering because it's coming from a place of your soul and like deep from your soul itself and I I think that was a really beautiful uh kind of click within my business was realizing that you know like I found a lot of healing in this idea of womanhood so it's okay to then to then welcome others into that healing if that's what they need. And if that's what people don't need, that's totally fine. And, the, and there'll, there'll be a different community that really supports them. And I think that, mm-hmm. and of course that might change. Our businesses change and grow. And as we change and grow, our intentions change. And, and of course that may very well change for my business as well. But I think that it's okay to trust yourself and to, and to mm-hmm. trust trust the intention that you're trying to bring into the world and and know that there's going to be people who are going to resonate with it and people who are are going to completely diss it because <laughs> they need yeah. they need a different type of support and they're not finding it within yours and that's okay um so I just wanted to like add that like squish that in there really quick because I, <laughs> I thought that was really beautiful and something that a lot of entrepreneurs do come across and it's that idea of like how do we do we cater to a larger audience or do we cater to a smaller audience and it ends up being just what your intention is behind it? Yeah. And sometimes being super niche is how you go really far because that if you can break into a niche community and really serve them well, you know, people talk word of mouth marketing is the most uh, effective form of marketing, honestly. So yeah. And, and, and like, I struggle because I, I don't want to offend along the way. And I have certain people that I check in with about that. And I think it has to do with intention, right? Like if you accidentally offend someone, but they know that your intention was good, like you can look at yourself in the mirror and feel fine about it. And then there are very like exclusive groups and people that create communities that on purpose exclude certain groups. Like that doesn't sit well with me. I wouldn't right. really be part of that style of community. I would right. never want to create that style of community. Um, but at the same time that exists and it serves a bunch of people as well. And everything has its place. Like who am I to judge, right? Like we only understand the world through our particular perspective and lens and our collective experience in this lifetime and hopefully in the others. Um, I think we take some of that with us from journey to journey, but how well can we really step into someone else's shoes only to the ability that we can imagine it or allow it? Like, who are we really to judge someone else without knowing their life and their, in their shoes? Yeah. Oh, so powerful. So powerful. And I, I agree. I think that there are, there are communities out there, like you said, that intentionally exclude that are like, you're not allowed if you don't fit into this, this like demographic. And And I think that that doesn't actually support the idea of community. And even if a community is marketing itself, like with like verbiage that, that might like be more niche down, which I think ends up like when it comes to marketing, 
like you have to use some kind of verbiage, whatever it is. Um, I think that even the, the communities that end up marketing with a certain verbiage, but are, are like inclusive. That is like, this might be the words where like this, like we might be using a term like woman, but it, it really is like anybody who's really resonating gets to be welcome in the space because the space is yeah. for everybody. Um, we just need to put out words in some way <laughs> to market it. But I, I think that that is really important when you're looking for a community yourself or when you're building a community is, is understanding is that community that you're going to, is it a community that is exclusive and welcoming to everybody? Or is it a community that really says like only this type of person is allowed? Because then, then you're not actually fostering community, then you're fostering like, I don't know, you're like you're welcoming the same people like over and over again, instead of welcoming a, 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 a diverse crowd of individuals. And that's really where you get to grow is, is in a community that's focused on your individuality, not, not necessarily um, your labels. Right. And I guess it's interesting because that takes me to the concept of cults, right? And Ooh. a lot of like, the there's a lot of like, personal development programs for certain people will call it a cult, right? And what I learned in time, because I, I love those spaces and those communities, the difference between a cult and a community is a cult takes you away from your life, whereas a community or a space to learn empowers you to go back into your life and like take the lessons and who you've become and go be that in your life and go and exude your lessons the truth is like we shift and we learn and we grow and some people do it with purpose on purpose and if you don't do that it happens anyway because we get so affected by what's around us and um i don't know if you watched the social dilemma it recently came out on netflix i haven't but everybody's been telling me about it <laughs> yes please watch it um but it's it's interesting because like when I watched it, I was sitting next to my phone and I had the urge to, to check Instagram or to check something. And I was like, literally watching a movie about this. This is insane. Like we're being programmed and like we kind of had certain preferences and then Facebook and Instagram and all these other social media companies, they like put ads in accordance with like what they think we would like. Or sometimes I feel like I'm on the phone with someone and I'll mention the name of something and then get an ad for it like two seconds later that happened to my sister because I wanted to check her human design chart so I texted her the, the term human design and now she's like yeah now this human design person keeps popping up on all my ads and we're like this is crazy <laughs> like crazy. this, this shit is crazy <laughs> well it takes me back to my point that like so if you pick who you follow right even on Instagram like or if you pick what you're listening to, what you're reading, who you're around, then at least you have some say in what's affecting you. But if you're just like going through life and just getting sucked into what is around you, then you don't have as much say. And um, like, it's interesting because I, sometimes I, I hear people complain about their job and how much they don't like it or they don't like their boss. And I'm just like, I look at them and I'm like, you're choosing to be there. Like, don't forget that, right? Like we have a choice. And I know a lot of people are out of work right now, but also like, there are a lot of opportunities. Like I've spoken to people that are like, that um, one of my friends, he has like a restaurant group in Philadelphia. And he's like, I can't, we don't even have enough people. Like, and people, some people didn't want to come back or like whatever it might be. It's just, it's just like a crazy 
thing because like opportunity does exist totally. So I guess just like, I want to urge people to be really mindful and cherry pick their experience and know that they have some say like, yes, life happens to us, but really it happens for us. Like things come into our life to teach us lessons and, and just like, know that you have a say in who you connect with. Like this beautiful Friday morning, Lilia, I'm so grateful to be able to connect with you and to like start my day off with you. Um, and what a blessing that is. Right. And it's, it's amazing that we connect, like a friend connected us and it's just like, I don't know. I just, I kind of want to urge people to take responsibility for their experience in this world too. And know that like when difficulty comes your way, like hug it, embrace it, learn from it and like keep going. Don't let it stop you because there's just like, there's so much beauty. And the truth is like, uh, one of my friends, Brittany, she always says this. She says, you've survived 100% of your worst days. Yeah. I love That's, that phrase. I love that too. And I I think that, oh, there's so many there's so many parts that I want to comment on. And I'm also looking at the time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're, we're like almost up. But there's so much that I want to keep talking with you about. Because it is, it is such a blessing when you find those people that you just love to talk to and that you want to be around. And, and I completely feel that like in every podcast interview we've done together, I'm just like, I want to keep talking. Um, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So the first thing I want to talk about was, yes, you're, you, you also like looking at that idea of social media and, and knowing that you can design and you, you can design your feed. I know so many people who, who, who they'll, they'll start talking to me and they're like, we follow this one person and she keeps posting these things and it's just really upsetting us. And I'm like, don't follow her. Like, that's okay. Like, it's okay to really design your Instagram feed and, and make it a place that feels supportive and feels inspiring for you. And that's, Mm-hmm. that's something I feel like I'm so conscious of when I'm posting is I'm like, how can I inspire people a little bit more to step into their empowerment? Like, how can I inspire them a little bit more to be in their individuality, whatever that is, like to really step into their magic and what makes them unique and not feel like they need to be someone else, but know that they can be themselves. And, and I think that as individuals with businesses, that gets to be like a really beautiful responsibility as we share on our, on our social media, of sharing things that can help inspire those around us um, or bring, mm-hmm. yeah, or, or bring thought provoking questions or like just help them feel more comfortable in their skin, knowing that they are perfect just the way they are, which is so beautiful. And, and I think that that's, that's one of my favorite parts about, um, empowered you about that program is it's all about individuality and it's about, it's not necessarily just about cyclical living, but it's about how can you live cyclically in alignment with your cycle and be so unique and individual and understand your unique cycle and understand your unique magic. And I think that's, what's really made that community, special is that while we're talking about these aspects that have to do with the woman's body, it's very focused in individuality and, and owning your magic and whatever that looks like and letting go of the labels that don't serve you and owning what does. And, and I think that I completely got on a, off a tangent there. I started with social media and went totally somewhere else. Oh, but there was no, that, that's that, the beauty and flow of conversation. I know that's my favorite part about this podcast is I think that for anybody listening, we come into these podcast episodes with like with nothing, like nothing planned. We're just like, okay, let's see where the conversation takes us. And it always takes us to such beautiful, beautiful places. Um, I don't even, okay. There was another thing I wanted to comment on. I don't even remember what it was. It'll come Um, back and we'll have a phone call about it when I find my phone. (laughs) (laughs) 
there we go. I love it. Right before this podcast, we were talking about losing our phones, like in our apartments, in our houses. And um, it happens all the time. And I'm always like, oh man, I'm going to have to wait for my partner to get home to like call it. I like start panicking because I realize what happens when I lose my phone. Like there's, I can't contact someone to call it. I guess I can over like my computer, but it's, it's like this kind of panic moment. And it, it kind of makes you think like, how attached are we to our devices? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Mishka, is there anything that you'd like to um, tell or inspire our audience with today before we close out our beautiful podcast? Any last words that you'd like to leave them with? Hmm. Yeah. Um, this is, this is, I guess, one of the deepest lessons that I learned through quarantine. So I just, I've been sharing it on my Instagram and I just, I want to share it now too. It's that our emotions happen from, there's a spectrum of emotion, right? Everything from like crying and be, being super upset to anger, to complacency, to excitement, and then like inspiration and passion, right? There's this whole range of emotions and a lot of emotions that I didn't mention in between. Um, but what I want to say is like, when emotion comes up, hug it, like allow it, right? Whether it, it's something that makes you really upset or something that makes you really excited, like take a moment and really acknowledge and feel into that emotion and allow it to, to penetrate and to sit with you and then move on to whatever's next, right? Like on one hand, you we want to feel pain and upset. There's there are lessons to be learned. There, there are triggers that make certain emotions come up on purpose and they're meant to. And then on the other hand of the spectrum, like when something great happens, like celebrate and acknowledge yourself and then come back kind of to the middle and keep going. Because the truth is you, you don't want to fly too high or fall too low, but you want to experience the high and experience the low and understand how to get back to like centered. I mean, my center is probably not like in the middle. It's more like I don't know, like 75%. I, I'd like to stay a bit higher, but the, the whole idea is not to be too far on either end of the spectrum, um, just because that's where like a lot of pain or a lot of risk lives. So I just want to say like, it's okay to feel. It really is okay to feel. And when feelings come up, like whether it's meditation or talking to a friend or celebrating with someone or crying with someone, whatever you need, like allow yourself to do that. Because I think um, for the longest time I would sit in my head and be like, like, I can't be upset about this. I shouldn't be upset about this. I need to find the silver lining. Or when something great would happen, I'd feel like I'm flying really high and then I would fall because I, I didn't like balance myself. So I just think with, with time and experience, I'm learning to be, to be more balanced, but also to feel into all ends of the spectrum. So I've given myself the permission. So I just want to invite people to give themselves the permission that they need also to feel into every aspect. Oh, that was so beautiful and such a powerful message. And I invite all of our listeners to really like hold that and hold that in your heart today and see where it takes you. And like any of our podcasts, really take what stands out to you within our conversation today. And I think that that's one of the most amazing part of a podcast is everyone's going <laughs> to like resonate with a different part and they're going to take a different area. And I just encourage you to take what you need, leave what you don't, but really hold what you need in your heart today and, and explore it and see where it takes you and, and let yourself embody and honor. Honor, 
honor it in whatever way is unique and individual to you. Mishka, thank you so much for being here. If anyone's like, okay, first off, I want to learn more about her. I want to get to know her. I want to work <laughs> with her and any of these things. What is the best way to find you, connect with you and start a conversation <laughs> with you? Oh, thank you so much. Oh, and thank you for having me here. Um, the best way to connect, um, I guess, would be, I, I'll, I'll share the Instagram handles. There are websites associated with everything as well. Um, but also feel free to email me. My email is Mishka, M-I-S-H-K-A at MishkaCollective.com. It's M-I-S-H-K-A-C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E.com. Um, and I'm very responsive there. Um, but my Instagram is Mishka Collective. Then we have one for Flourishing Feminine Founders and another for Snackadabra. And there's an underscore at the end of that. Um, but yeah, please reach out. I don't know what aspect of my story or who I am excited you, but feel free to reach out about anything, whether I, I also want to make an offer to the community. If anyone wants like a 20 minute strategy session about whatever is going on, whether it's like spiritual and emotional, maybe it's something that they want to work on in their business. Maybe it's branding. Maybe they just, they're on the fence and want to start something or, um, maybe they're having like issues of the heart and love and relationships. I have experience in all of those domains. So please feel free to email me. I'd love to set up a time to chat. Um, I just want to be here as part of the community. And, you know, if it's something that you want to work on more long-term, that's something we can talk about. If you just want to connect because you were inspired by this podcast episode, please do. It would be my pleasure to connect with any, anyone from your community. Oh, thank you so much for offering that offer. And I want to encourage anybody who sat with that and really was like, oh yes, that's exactly what I need. I need that 20 minute like strategy session to do it. Cause I found like when I, the people that I found were like the angels or the amazing like mentors and guides that came into my life. I had to take that first step of being curious and, mm -hmm. and getting to know them and like hopping on calls with them. And, and that's really the first step to finding the people that are your beautiful support system. So I encourage you that if, if Mishka, like everything she's been saying today really resonates. And like, if you have that, like, oh my gosh, in your body, that's like, I need to get to know this <laughs> amazing person more, do it. Don't like, don't hesitate. Just let yourself flow into what's coming your way and let yourself be curious and dive onto a strategy session and go explore her Instagram and go explore all the websites and go explore fun. So I want to say thank you to everybody who is listening to everybody who is at the end of this podcast and about to enter their day with amazing wisdom and a new spark of whatever really sparked your imagination and your interest. I want to say thank you, Mishka, for being so amazing and holding such a powerful conversation with me. I love having conversations with you. And <laughs> thank you so Lilia. much. Yeah. Hope we get to be in person sometime oh, soon. Thank you so much too. for creating this container and just being this beautiful, glimmering, glistening light that you are really. Thank you. That means so much. And I can't wait to see all of you guys on the next episode of Empowering the Light. Bye.
Thank you for spending your time with us today. This podcast truly lights me up and I hope that it lit up your day with some inspiration too. If you are loving this episode, I invite you to head over to the show notes and sign up for my emailing list. Not only will you get a free cycle tracking guide, which is amazing and completely life-changing by the way, (laughs) but you will also get a new podcast episode delivered directly to your inbox every week so you don't miss any of the magic. I want to hear from you too. So what topics would you like us to cover this season? And what are you super excited about? This podcast is really about you and inspiring and empowering you in your life. So I want to know what you want to hear. I would love for you to come visit me over on my Instagram at Lilia, L-I-L-I-A underscore Gestin, G-E-S-T-S-O-N. And on my website, liliagestin.com. Let's connect and get to know each other. I'm sending you so much love in your day and I will see you on our next episode.